millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A Silly Dude production. Everybody, welcome to They Talk a Good Game, um, an NRL podcast that every now and then talks about sports that are not NRL, but mainly 95% of the time talks about the great game of rugby league. My name is Lockie. I'm one of your hosts, and the other one is Harvey. Hello. Hey, Harvey. Welcome all. Hi. It's been a, a lovely weekend of footy. It has We're been back in clubland. Yet again, yet again. Another great weekend of footy. Some close scores, some big blowout scores. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Started off with the, the storm demolishing the Roosters. Who would have thunk? Um, Who would have thunk? Uh, yeah, you know, I would have thought Roosters, it was a lot closer. It was like a, it's not to be. one of the biggest rivalries of the modern game. Storm and Roosters usually always a close one. But no, 46 mil. Um, really, the storm really turned up and the Roosters really did not. So... That yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a trend it. over the weekend with some blowout scores. Your boys um, got a got a big one over the the Bulldogs, the poor old the poor old did, Bulldogs. We did. Who had a lot of players yeah. out and already a, a you know a weak team that were made weaker uh, for COVID you know breaches and etc. Uh, and Manly yeah, felt a bit sorry for them. Full strength um, Manly, Manly team just ran rampant. Yeah, our biggest win ever, um, previously being a 63-0 victory. Ruben Garrick tying most points scored by a Seagull in a match, getting 30 points, kicking 11 from 11. Um, Tommy and Saab tearing them apart. Um, yeah. DCE put in another really strong performance as well. Fun little um, stat, Manly, yeah. Manly the only team now in the comp with three players who have uh, double-digit Amount of tries. Tommy. Yeah, three of the top six. Tommy Turbo, Jason Saab, and Ruben Garrick. Uh, the back um, three who are all killing it this year. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a revelation using using those wide players, giving them early balls in space. They're able to make the most of it. Um and yeah, yeah. did feel a bit sorry for the dogs, but I enjoyed every minute of it, so not that sorry. Well, what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk throughout the game about these big blowout scores and how it's it's becoming uh, Volander's ball and he's just Mm. changing the rules and and making the game faster and more exciting, but at the same time leading to these big blowouts. Where where do you currently sit? Obviously, previously we've been big fans of the rules. Have your thoughts changed at all or are you still very much on board with Volander's Um, ball? I think out of the rules that have changed or the way that they've been enforced, the biggest thing that was leading to blowouts was um, the enforcement of the high head, high contact and mm. players getting sin binned. We had those two rounds during the crackdown where they was someone sent off every game and it became 13 against 12. And that's what I thought was contributing to the big blowout scores. I don't necessarily think it's the six again rule or um, yeah, the pace of the game that's leading to these results. I think it's more a case of the gulf between the top clubs and the bottom clubs just being 
accentuated nowadays. Um, teams like the Roosters, Storm, Penrith, Manly yeah. um, are able to just put those struggling teams that are inconsistent or have some off-field drama or maybe it's injuries as well coming into it. But it just does feel like the gulf between teams is getting bigger at the moment. And that's what I'd put it down to. I think Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett said something similar in his press conference. He said the clubs need to take way more responsibility for what's happening instead of blaming, you know, the game as a whole, like the, the NRL organization or just blaming individual players. Like I think the way that clubs are being run is it's, Yes, I think maybe these the the rules and the speed of the game is exposing the difference between the the, the clubs, but still, yeah. the, the issue begins with you know poor backrooms of the clubs who are sitting lower on the table, like my Tigers, like the Broncos, um, you know the Bulldogs from a few years ago who are trying now just to rebuild, but uh, it's obviously going to be a long process. Yeah, and, uh, I think a- that the Broncos are a prime example. The, you know, their poor form this season, last season, and, you know, they've been on the end of some bollocking this year. And they just, the results that they're facing now aren't a consequence of the rule changes over the last couple of months. It's a result of poor management from a board level, at the coaching level, um, and all through the club. And, yeah, to be fair, their players also haven't probably played up to their potential as well. Yeah, um, But it's been a long process for them over time that's led to them being wooden spooners you know it's not rule changes necessarily and yeah I think it was Kenty that was making an argument on NRL 360 about this sort of salary cap idea and the good clubs are able to recruit players for less money because players want to go there and he made the point which explained it pretty well that if you had the Storm players, all of them went to the market now. Their $9 million salary cap, those players would probably be offered contracts totaling 10, 11 million bucks. Yeah. Whereas if you took the Bulldogs roster and offered them to every club, those offers would probably total 7 million bucks. Yeah. And so you have got this disparity um, and how you close that gap in terms of recruitment and being able to attract players for what they're worth in comparative sense to what other clubs can offer them is you've got to have your club in order. It's got to be a attractive place to come. There's got to be stability all throughout the club. Um, and that's what players want when they're looking at their next contract signing yeah. is where am I going to enjoy my footy? And at the moment, it's pretty clear that the clubs that are able to offer that and those that are just having to offer overs to attract any decent player to their club. Mm. Now, speaking of speaking of um, uh, a club uh, being run the right way and culture as a whole, it'd be, I think, remiss of us not to talk about the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um, about 12 or 13 of their f- regular first grade players have all been issued at least a one-game ban. Paul Vaughan, the host of the infamous COVID party, has mm. copped eight weeks, 50K, and it's looking this morning some reports coming out that his contract may be torn up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. He's a repeat offender in terms of breaching the COVID bubbles. Um, he had an incident last year. I think a number of these guys have been in front of the integrity unit before. Mm. Um, I think, you know, all the commentators around the game have made their opinions pretty clear that it's shambolic and um, pretty disrespectful from them to not just break the COVID rules and like put on them by the NRL to be in bubbles, but the state laws, uh, everybody else is following regardless of where you are in greater Sydney. Um, You know, everybody's in lockdown kind of guests and things like that. And they just thought they were going to get away with it. Thought they were better than, the rest of us, I'm not too sure what their thinking was. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think, if anything, the NRL went easy on them. My question is with, with Paul Vaughan, you know, the Dragons may may sack him, but how long is it before another club can just 
you know, be rewarded for, for this and, and jump on the, him as a new free agent and pick it up or, you know, cause it feels like often when this sort of stuff happens, the club comes down hard, but then they're just able to sign for another club. Like I feel like the NRL should be the ones imposing the bands, like the dragons shouldn't necessarily have to, you know, be yeah. the victim of this. Like it should really come down on the players and, and absolutely he should be spending time out of the game as a whole. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, you know, if they tear up his contract, I certainly wouldn't be impressed if the NRL allowed him to play for another club. Yeah, um, it's this kind of season. similar to how Corey Harawira Naira ended up at the Raiders after the, you know the Bulldogs came down hard on him and and um, and Jaden Ockenbor for some off mm. stuff last year. But then, kind of once his ban was up with the Raiders, he was able to just sign. I mean, uh, once his ban was up for the Bulldogs, he was able to just kind of sign for the Raiders. So, yeah, I hope the NRL, you know, takes more responsibility for this sort of thing and issues. Yeah, and punishing the players. I think it it comes back to what we were touching on earlier. You know, Paul Vaughan, he's clearly a good footballer. He's played origin level before. Um, He's a class front rower who are, you know, fairly hard to come by. And you're right, if he gets sacked by the Dragons, there will be clubs lining up to sign him. Yeah. But I think it comes back to those clubs have to look at the type of player that they're then bringing in, you know, someone like the Broncos who, you know, they've moved on Matt Lodge and things might be looking at a front rower, but you can't see the storm or Penrith Mm. or any club like that actually signing him because they don't want to mess up their culture. (laughs) As a Tigers fan, I would take him, (laughs) but that's the difference between the good clubs and the bad clubs. We can't afford to be too picky. So End up, yeah, yeah, you might get some good results on the pitch, some performances from him, but you've got to have some doubts over to what he's doing mm. culturally and the sort of you know standards he's meeting off the field. Um, yeah. so you know, yeah. either way, whoever picks him up if he does get moved on will probably be paying far less than he's worth on the, on the field, but they'll be dealing with a troublesome player off the field, I'd imagine. It's a balance. you got to just, yeah, it depends on if you can trust him, if you think he'll learn from, you know, what's happened. Um, and yeah, Well, that's the thing. How many how many strikes do you get? Because yeah. he's, you know, yeah. he's made this mistake before and he got caught out for it. I think last year it was going to a restaurant or a cafe and using a, an alias, a different name rather than his own. Yeah. This year he's just hosting a party. Like, <laughs> um, stupid enough to play music loud enough that police are called. Yeah. It's, you know, it's daft, but yeah, you know, uh, it's the situation that we're in. And unfortunately, yeah, they, they've taken a risk for not just themselves, but the whole league. And we just hope that there's no positive cases or anything to come out of it. No, <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I feel like we've hit a, hit a lot of good points there uh, over Absolutely. what's happened over the weekend. Let's, on a lighter note, celebrate our fantasy champion of the week of the weekend. Um, yeah, it was Corey Horsd Bra, coached by Corey M, with a score of a thousand and nine. Well done, An Corey. Excellent name. Excellent yeah. name. Best name we've had so Corey far, Horst, I reckon. Love it. Corey Horst Bra. Don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know what Horst means, but heck, he's <laughs> he's, he's clearly he's Horst Bra. What, uh, whatever. Um, and yes, and who was our tipper of the week, Harv? Tipper of the week, Specky with seven out of eight, standing wow. alone. Nobody else got seven. Nobody got eight. So full marks would have would have got anybody the win. Uh, no. That's coached by Marina. Excellent. With a margin of 30. So margin was hard to pick this week. No. But still getting seven out of eight. Blowout scores. I don't think anyone did well in the margins um, in general. I think, yeah, a good margin. No, and we are, yeah, we're... we're Past halfway now, um, so the table is starting to form and people are starting to pull away at the top of the ladder. Got to start getting those tips correct if you want to make up ground, you oh, know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the season is slipping away, especially for both of us. We are we are getting <laughs> lower and lower on this table. <laughs> well, we, we've got to focus on many more things than just our tipping, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should be quite focused on the tipping, though, to be fair. <laughs> we, we do think about the game 
quite a lot. And uh, it's clearly <laughs> yeah. the, the key is not to think about the game, I think. Um, the moment you that start having a podcast about the game, you're probably thinking too much about it. So <laughs> I, I think just blindly going for it, just tipping weeks in advance, not worrying about who's playing might actually might actually be a better option. Well, that's it. I might follow that advice going forward. The bold, the basic, and the brilliant. Yes. Everybody's yes, favourite yes, yes. segment. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to start off with going over our player of the round, our brilliant player of the round, going back to the Origin, origin game. Yes. Um, it was Latrell picked- Mitchell versus James Tedesco in our Instagram poll, who probably were the two best players of that game. So I think we, we were right with our top two there. Um, yep. But there can only be one. And the player that was voted as the player of Origin 2 by our fans was Latrell Mitchell. Um, yeah. Excellent performance by him. I know Teddy got man of the match from from the actual game's point of view. But Latrell was a standout. Um, yes. And two centres in two games for New South Wales being exceptional. Him and Tommy. Yes. So good to see. Good to see. Um, I yeah, can't complain. We both had Latrell as our first choice pick. I just swapped the Teddy because because we both went for the same player. Um, and now we can move on to this recent week of NRL football. And it's yes, yeah, who's going to be our brilliant player of the round for this week? Shall we count down? Three, three, two, two one, one. Jason Trebojevic. <laughs> two manly boys. Two manly boys. Wow. I yeah. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, they sixty six nil. That that's what's going to happen when off the back of that sort of victory. It was against the Bulldogs, and it was against a weakened Bulldog side. But gee, like it's it's hard not to give it to. Um, to I mean, for me, it's hard not to give it to Tommy. Um, you've obviously gone. Yeah. For, you've changed it up this week. Gone for Jason Saab. I have, and honestly, I could have picked any of that back three. Um, you know, shout out to Ruben Garrett kicking 11 from 11. He mm. got a double as well. Wow. Um, obviously, Tommy was exceptional with a, with a hat-trick. Got two, try the two hat-trick boys are our two um, plays of the round. Absolutely, yeah. Saab getting three tries, two try assists, 282 metres. Mm. Just an exceptional performance. And I just think he made the most of every opportunity he was given with the ball. Um, he's a very consistent player nowadays. There were some doubts over him early on in the season when we were without Tommy. We put in a, some poor performances. He was running a bit soft. His kick returns weren't that great. Um, and he had a couple of errors handling-wise. But since you know Tommy's come back in, he's just gone leaps and bounds. And I think he deserves... Well, deserves my tip player of the round. Yeah. Um, you know, he only needs a tiny bit of space and he can he can really explode and make the most of it. It's yep. good good to have him in the manly side. Yeah. I'll also give a quick shout out to the man who would have been my second choice had we gone for the same player, Cameron Munster. Uh, I think, you know, he had a pretty he's had a pretty ordinary origin campaign. Um, you know, obviously last year he tore up the Blues and so big things were expected of him for the Maroons this year but I think the Blues were just way too strong to be honest uh, the whole back line you, there was just no time for him um, so then off the back of that series coming back into the Melbourne uh, team that that he's you know comfortable in that he's got those strike players around him um, I think against the Roosters of all teams he really just you know he, he came back and proved proved the player that he is um, and so I think he deserves a little shout out. I would encourage anyone voting in the poll to also click on the other box and, and give Munster a fan vote because I think, yeah, he was also pretty outstanding. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Can't overlook the Manly boys. It's hard, to, it's hard to give player of the round to players who don't play for Melbourne, Manly or Penrith really at the moment. Like it's they're, they're the big three actually at the moment. Yeah, well, with, with the way the results are going um, – yeah, their, their performances are, are super strong, you know. Yeah. Like a bulldog or a dragon or a bronco is going to have to do something pretty exceptional to get a, a player of the round nomination Yeah, from us. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up our brilliant part of the segment. Now our bold and basic. So the prediction element. Um, let's see if we got our predictions correct last week or over the, yeah, over the rounds. Uh, yeah. I, I, I 
got my basic correct. My basic was that there would be no two point field goals kicked, and uh, absolutely nailed it. So bang happy, on, happy with well that. Done. Uh, but I did not get my bold prediction correct, which was a Charlie Staines hat trick. Um, Very I just, bold. I picked a player at random, and um, and Charlie was the man. Unfortunately, couldn't get it done playing at fullback for the Panthers. So yeah, no can do. What about your basic and bold predictions over the weekend? Yep. I got a double whammy, correct, basic and boldly. Um, They built on top of each other. So my basic was that the Storm, Manly and the Rabbitohs would all win. That happened. And my bold prediction was that they would win for a combined margin of 100 points or more. Now, I only Mm. had to wait for the first two games for that to come true with the Storm and Manly. Wouldn't have expected, yeah, for Melbourne over the Roosters to do that much help for you in your in your margin but yep you just yep, clearly that's my a, first first bold prediction genius. of the of the year coming well true so well i'm very happy with that and i'm gonna look to carry that form over for this week as well <laughs> well done um all right we're moving on to the week coming um yep. let's make some predictions uh, uh, let's do it what's your basic only prediction? four games to choose from yes what's your basic um, prediction for this week basic is Manly to win and Garrick and Saab both to score a try. It's always bloody manly. So it's a bit of a multi yeah. in the basics, but yeah. yeah, I think they'll get a win over the Raiders and I think Garrick and Saab will both get on the score sheet. Yeah, wingers to score tries, sure. <laughs> <laughs> basic, uh, mate. Luckily, yeah, it's in the basic sections. That's all right. I've got... And what's yours? Mine is Adam Reynolds. Uh, he's, you know, been overlooked for the Blues jersey um, and he's going to use that... He's going to use that as, uh, as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Motivation. Uh, motivation to kick 100% of goal attempts this weekend for the Souths. Lovely. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. If they don't score a try and he has no kicks. That is a correct. He's zero correct, from zero. Yeah. Is that 100%? That's 100%, yeah. So okay. If they don't, who are they playing? You better hope uh, for them not to score check, a try. I haven't checked. They're, play, they're playing the Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, at ANZ, yeah, they should, they should get the win there. So they should. Yeah. Um, what about bold? How bold are you going this week? I've got. Um, I mean, making bold predictions gets harder and harder. I feel like each week you want to get more creative, but also you want to, you also do want to get them right. Um, I've just got a little guess here. I've got another Rabbitohs tip. Um, Cody Walker, five eight for the Rabbitohs, is going to score a kick and chase try. Uh, so whether it's, a, whether it's a grubber or a, or a chip and chase or a, a bomb where it, it deflects off someone and he ends up with the ball, uh, just as long as as long as he puts in a kick in the same yeah. play where he then ends up scoring a try in that same play. That's what I've got. Cody Walker. That is bold. And I'll be watching that match eagerly, hoping, hoping for that to come true for you. Thank you. What's Likewise, your- I'm struggling with, with bold predictions. So across the four games, I'm going to say the big boppers are going to run riot and we're going to have three props to score a try. Um, and I'm going to go for starting props. So anyone wearing the eight, eight or the or 10, 10 jersey. Can you just off the top of, of your head, I mean, this line. won't count as your prediction, but off the top of your head, if it had to be three that are playing this weekend, three props playing yeah. this weekend, who do you reckon those props might be? Oh, okay. I'll go for a manly boy first and say Taniela Paseca. Yeah, He's right. been okay. excellent this year. I reckon he could cross the line. Okay. Um, I reckon Burgess at the Rabbitohs yep. could run through the middle of the Cowboys there. And another one. Um, Roosters, I'll maybe? go for an ex- oh. No, no, I'm going to go for an ex-manly boy, Adam Fanua Blake. He's come back oh. from his injury last week, and I reckon he'll cross the line for the Warriors. Yeah, nice. So right. that's my bold, 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 that's bold the, Yeah, that's the real bold one. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully it's big boy season this weekend, and we can see a lot of, a lot of big boys slamming the ball down for some four-pointers. Looking forward to it. The series is wrapped up. New South Wales have already been declared the champions of State of Origin 2021. But, 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 there always must be a game three. Um, It's, don't know where it's going to be played yet. Do we know where it's going to be played yet? It's only like a week. It's a week and a day away and we still don't really know if it's going to be at ANZ like planned or if it's going to be up in Newcastle or if it's going to be in Melbourne. Um, or if it's I think it's not going to be in Sydney. I think <laughs> yeah, it right. won't be anywhere yeah. that's currently in a lockdown. No, but it doesn't look, regional so it New like, South Wales, it looks like somewhere like 
It looks like Newcastle or Amy Park, I reckon, right? That's the favourites. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm um, not sure. Yeah. But um, we'll have to wait for the official word. Well, either way, come out. Um, on Sunday night and then Monday morning, New South Wales and Queensland respectively dropped their teams. And I'm happy. I'm happy about these these team lists that have dropped, they are not playing any games. They've they've got the numbers in there. It's um, yeah, it's not it's not you know just an alphabetical squad, and then we we don't know who's going to play where or if people are going to play at all. It's pretty yeah. pretty well the teams that will be taking the pitch in the positions they'll be playing. So happy with that. Let's Absolutely, dive and in I've, to yeah. yeah the teams. I think <laughs> it's um the Blues. Unfortunately, you know, it's probably their worst squad purely because Cleary's out, Luai's out, Saifidi's out. So they've been forced to bring in some other players and probably Queensland's best side um, with some players coming back from injury. Yeah, well, Um, Kong back, which I think is a a big in. um, And, yeah, we'll get more into that. Yeah, but I suppose we'll start with the big talking point. The halves for the Blues. Yes. And Mitchell Moses. What are your thoughts? State of Origin debut. Well, um, you know, I think I think I... Before Luai went out, I was a fan of Whiten coming in at six and I was hoping to see Whiten at six and Luai at seven because um, I like Chorus out 14. I like the idea that, you know, such a dominant series win that Fittler rewards the squad and so absolutely i'm with you there i I was hoping for that and so the way to reward the squad is you know each player you know obviously utility on the bench comes into the starting spine the 18th man becomes the utility on the bench you know just a natural progression so i'm happy with that element of it i think once luai went like was ruled out um i started i just I just don't know about Moses and Whiten as a combo. Like, obviously, it's game three, and that's that is, and you've won the series, so might as well blood a player who could be your backup halfback for years to come, like Moses. But I just think, in terms of in terms of securing a whitewash victory this year, um, I would have liked actually probably to see Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker as a as a proven club combination, as a form combo at the moment to come in, uh, and yeah, and for and they've got the combinations with Luttrell and Cook um, and Murray. and Yeah, yeah absolutely. We've seen that club combination work with the Panthers halves coming into the Origin Arena and playing really well. Um, I certainly think those two guys would have done a great job for us. I think there are doubts over Moses, and I think there are going to be doubts right up until kickoff and probably after the game as well um, because he's probably been just a step behind those elite halves in the, in the competitions. He's definitely gotten better um, in recent years, but he still feels to me like a, a confidence player, somebody that needs to be on the front foot um, and sort of struggles when the game gets on top of them a little bit. I think Queensland are going to target him. There'll be a lot of pressure sent his way. And, you know, if he has a poor 20 minutes, struggles with his opening kicks, which is, what he's going to be brought into the side to control really is that kicking game. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm worried about what type of performance he'll put in. Well, that's um, right. I feel like Moses, you know, because they're looking for a player that can emulate Nathan Cleary, and Nathan Cleary has arguably the best kicking game in the NRL. I feel, I feel like the only player, in my opinion, that has a kicking game that is as good um, or close to as good as Nathan Cleary mm. is Adam Reynolds, which is why I would have liked to see him brought in just as a genuine seven. Like Moses, Mo, yeah, Moses is becoming more and more of a genuine seven, but he, he started his career as a 5'8". He still plays a lot like a 5'8". Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just interested in in how, how he goes. Yeah, it's, it's that game management as well, which clearly does better than a lot of halves in the comp at the moment. Um, and I think what will help Moses is that he's not going to be the sort of sole commander in that pitch running the side completely. Obviously, Teddy is an exceptional leader from the back there. We've got two centres who like to roam and call for the ball, get it early, and those those edges, we've seen how dangerous they can be. Yeah. So I really do think the pressure might be taken off Moses to command the whole side, um, and he's really just going to focus on those end of sets, uh, kicks, and getting the results six again. Uh, repeat sets and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
and you know Whiten can obviously do a lot of damage with ball in hand and take control of the running game. So hopefully everybody gets around him and supports him, and there's lots of good communication. Um, and we'll have to wait and see what the result is. It's a big opportunity for him, and hopefully, you know, as all Blues fans, I'm sure we're wanting be wanting to see his best performance. Yeah, the goal kicking, would it be Latrell Mitchell or Mitch, Mitch Moses would you have as your, as your kicker, do you reckon? Oh, I think they'll go with Latrell. Yeah, I, I think, agree. I think he's, yeah, I, I, I think he's I more think consistent. It's, it's more consistent. He's been in the Origin Arena before, so the pressure won't feel as much. I think it's another thing that they'll try and take off Moses' plate. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he missed that kick last weekend to win the game. And I think that might still be hanging over him. He yeah. won't want that exactly. his next kick in a in a, in a rugby true. league game to be in an Origin Arena. That's true. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we also say we say that um, the pressure the pressure is off Moses a little bit because because he's got such a great side around him um, because of that back line, because that forward pack, you know, he doesn't have have to do as you know he's got a lot of things moving forward for the team regardless yeah. of him. But that also does put a lot of pressure on him because if the team if the team doesn't perform, I mean really you you know you you got to wonder as a halfback, you know, we, you've got all of those players around you uh, like if he can't perform at, with all that, then then, yeah. then there's even more questions asked and, and it might actually do his confidence you know, it might be bad for for him coming back into the Eels. You never know. I mean, that sort of Yeah, it definitely could ways. be. Um it I always, think we'll have our yeah. closest game. So, yeah, pressure's certainly on. I think it'll be interesting to see whether the if if it you know if the worst happens in Queensland win, whether it comes down to Moses copping the flack for not being able to match it with what Cleary was doing, or whether the focus will be on how good Cleary has been in directing that side in the first two games. Yeah. Um, you know, you could take it both ways and there'll probably be a bit of both if that is the result, but let's hope that Moses can, yeah, get the win for the blues. Yeah. And last, last thing about the blues is that I hope Coruscant gets, gets, gets quite a bit of game time. I'd like to see him not just be used as a, you know, a 10 minute last 10 minutes sort of, Sort of player, I'd like to see him rotated a bit with Cook and and even yeah. maybe used in the middle. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he could he could play that sort of thirteen linking man um, yeah. a fair bit. There's there's no Trebojevic, um in, in on the bench. We've got Fanukin as the only real middle on the bench there. I know Crichton can play there, yeah. but you'd assume that Fanukin will come into that prop rotation with Haas and Paulo, yeah. um, which would probably mean that Coruscant will come into the middle at some point to give a spell, either to Cook or, or to one of those middle forwards. And I think certainly think defensively he's up to it. Um, and if, yeah, the Maroons are tired. He, he's a damaging ball runner as well. He's pretty quick off the mark. And... Yeah, I'd like to see him in there as well, um, getting lots of minutes. I was in the Coruscant camp before Origin 1. Yeah, you had, cook, I, I had, you had him, cook dropped. I did. Um, I certainly wouldn't swap them around at this point. I wouldn't have <laughs> Coruscant starting and, and Cook on the bench. I think Cook's, yeah, he's proved me wrong in that regard. But I'm, I'm happy for Coruscant. Um, I really am. And Nico Hines coming onto the extended bench as well um, yes. with... Who are the other two? It was your blue, your boy from the Tigers, oh, yeah, Stefano That's it was a surprising one, but uh, I think I think Freddie has coached uh, Stefano in the like the lower grade Blues before, so I think he knows yeah, him right. from that from that system. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm excited to, that he's getting a chance to go into the Origin camp and Clint yeah, great, great experience. Gutho is is joining the camp, of course. maybe to give, maybe to help out Moses a little bit, maybe just to make him feel a bit more comfortable, just have that Parramatta influence. Um, and obviously those two are a good club combination that maybe Freddie's trying to just help Moses relax a bit in Blues camp. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and obviously they're just valuable experience for potentially future Origin players down the line. Yeah. Um, it's, it's looking good for the Blues. We got some. Good. Well, I mean, it's looking good until we look at this Queensland side, which is, um, I think, a bit more... Well, I don't want to toot our own horn a little bit, Harvey, but the the side is looking closer to the side that last week on the podcast we suggested 
uh, Paul Green might might want to decide, might want to pick. Yeah, I think he listened to us. I think he I did. Think he, he, he did, yeah. He, he's, word got out and he, he listened to the podcast, got some free selection advice from They Talk A Good Game. <laughs> uh, Ponga coming back in at fullback will be a massive help. You saw the difference that he made for the Knights uh, this week just gone. Um, I think he'll make a big difference. Also puts Holmes back in his best origin position out on the wing. Yeah. Um, I'm excited bringing... about Hamasai Tabuai Fado coming in making his origin debut. That's I think it's a good choice because now all of a sudden the Queensland backline looks fast. Um, Very fast. You need to see um, look at Ponga, Holmes, Gagai. I mean, all of them, they've all got speed. Coats. Yeah, and, and you need that speed, especially coming up against Trebojevic, Adokar, Luttrell, Toto. I mean... Yeah, it looks like it's yeah. going to be a good battle between the back fives for each. each Absolutely. Each and I'd almost say that they've got the edge under the high ball as well. I mean, Toto, Adokar, Tedesco, they all are super brave under the, that high ball, but neither of them are the tallest. I mean, the trail and Tommy obviously help out in that regard. Yeah. I mean, Queensland so, have had the advantage under the high ball all series, but they just haven't really effectively used the bomb. Um, no, and, no. It's yeah, been a bit... It feels like you should be bombing to Coates every time because he'll get up over either of the other two wingers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's one of their biggest weapons. So we'll have to see whether the halves employ that strategy. They're yeah. stuck with DCE and Munster. Yeah, um, I think those I, two I never... deserved the chance to play game three at least, obviously. Absolutely. You know, um, they want to they have a good I'll... game to, to secure a spot for next year, I'd say both of them. For sure. I think the pressure's on DCE here. It's got to be a closer game. Captain and, and halfback obviously is going to cop a lot of criticism after those two results. He's come back to Clubland after both of those defeats and put in his strongest performances of the year. So he's certainly sort of still in form or still got his touch about him. He's not completely dropped off the radar in terms of his footy, but up against this, this Blues side, he hasn't been able to match it with them. You'd think that probably DC does have the edge over Moses in the in the head-to-head battle, um, but for next year, looking looking forward, I think Daly's got to put in his his best performance in the Origin Arena for some time to cement his his spot in that side for the years to come. They've got some great playmakers coming through. Reese Walsh is one, yeah. Sam Walker another, um, who oh, I'm yeah. sure will be. Like banging well, on that door of origin call up next year. For sure, for sure, absolutely. So yeah, Cherry Evans wants to if he wants to keep that keep that spot, keep that captaincy. Obviously his club form will come into it next year as well, but yeah, he he wants to he wants to put in a good performance in this game. Um Ben Hunt at nine, which yeah, I think it's uh we mentioned it's funny to see the Dragons hooker uh dropped to play for the for the Dragons halfback to, to play the Queensland hooker role. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a, a good choice by Greeny. Um, I think, you know, without Grant and without Marnie there, Ben Hunt is their best next option at number nine. Mm. McCulloch, unfortunately, just didn't offer enough out of dummy half in game two. Yeah. Um, Hunt was good in so, game two. He was probably Queensland's best player. So uh, I think it's a, a rightful promotion to the starting side. Absolutely, and then it brings Brimson onto the bench there at that, yep. that fourteen. Yeah, and in fact, it's a it's a Titans bench. I know, I know. All four of them: Brimson, Fasua Malaawi, Fodawaka, and Fafida. Literally, I, I I wonder if that has ever happened before. That in an Origin match for one state, the bench is entirely made up of one club. I I, I reckon this is the first time it's ever happened. No one seems. Yeah, to be it's pretty remarkable. It, but it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Has Fafita been cleared yet to, to play? Or is, do we I think he's challenging it. I think uh, Tuesday night judiciary hearing, um, right. because I think he's, he's either way, if he appeals, it's a one game ban regardless of whether it's yeah. um, guilty or not. So it's worth him appealing. Yeah. Um, for, the, for the good of the game, I hope he gets off and it's a competitive match, but I, I can't understand why he's not in that starting lineup. He's. The you know yeah. one of the best second rowers in the comp, if not the best second rower in the comp, yeah. and I think Kafusi struggled in Origin so far. Capewell has been moved into that second row spot, and deservedly so because you're just punishing him putting in the centres up against Tommy. Um, 
So we'll have to wait and see uh, whether he, he gets to run out there. You'd assume that Molo comes back into the bench if Fafida can't play. Um, but certainly a, a damaging damaging bench and a, a damaging side put out by Queensland. Yeah, oh, it's definitely their best team of the series. It's kind of a shame with all the injuries they had that it has, you know, they've had to wait till game three, till the series is gone to be able to name this side. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, obviously Paul Green, it's a huge game for Paul Green's coaching career. Um you know, some would say that there's already been enough damage done this series that no matter what happens this match, Paul Green will be fighting hard for his job next year. Um, but just in general, if he wants to retain a coaching career, I guess, in the NRL, um, you know, he wants to show that he can turn turn these boys around. Otherwise, it could be a tough prospect for him to, to you know, for clubs to even be looking at him. Yeah, I agree. His coaching future does does hang on this game. I just think they don't necessarily need to win, but they need to put in a strong performance. Yeah. You know, it, it's not been the Queensland side of old in the first two games. Um, yes, they've had some difficulties, but th- there's no real excuse for two two thrashings that we've had. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll obviously do our predictions and stuff uh, on next week's episode, which will just be leading into Game Three. But uh, if you had to just make a quick tip right now, who would who who would you tip, and and by how much? I think I think the Blues, and I, I, I'd say the smallest margin um, of of the games, maybe twelve. Yeah, I'm. I'm yourself. I'm, I actually, you know what? I'm going to go Queensland by two. I'm going to go Queensland. God's sake. I How just, could you? I just honestly, and it's probably biased, but I just don't like Mitchell Moses. And I don't like Mitchell Moses either. That's why I've only said 12 points. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that bad that the top side's going to go from thrashing them by 50 to, you know, losing. Uh, honestly, with the... God, uh, I really hope not. The margins at the moment could be Queensland by 24. I don't know. It could be Queensland by 30. don't know. Uh, no, nah, look, it's not... Obviously, I'm going for the Blues, but... A little part of me wants to see Moses lose. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm a Tigers fan, all right. It's we have to hate Moses. We can't not. We can't oh, not. Yeah. So I, I understand it. I understand it. But <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep those formal predictions for next week. I hope you can change yeah. your mind. All right. Well. This podcast is, is quite an established podcast now. We've got 21 episodes. Uh, we've been, you know, we're over halfway through the NRL season. We're not mucking around. We've built up a bit of an audience on Instagram. I love love every time we get a DM on the Insta or a comment, uh, you know, mainly on our Coach Wars. We get a lot of comments on the Coach Wars. A lot of people have opinions, um, and I love to see it. What I'm interested in, actually, is who who you guys support. Who's the most supported team in, in our podcast, who's the most liked team? Obviously, we're Tigers and Manly boys. That's our that's where we our are. allegiance lies. We make no secret of it. We talk about them more than any other team. Um, but I thought, just for a little bit of fun, for the next few weeks, to hold a little knockout tournament uh, between all the teams. We're going to chuck polls on our Instagram. And the only criteria is you vote for which team you like more in each poll. That's it. Um, it's a popularity contest. It's a popularity contest. I just want to see which team comes out on top. I, you know, you'd think that people would enjoy, it'd be mainly Tigers and Manly fans that would enjoy listening every week because, you know, they hear a lot of opinions they, that they might share along with us. But if it's not, that's also, that's also exciting information. We're just trying to gather some information on you guys. So the way to do this, I think, is we're going to pit. We'll do like a, a round of 16, just knockout bracket. We'll do, and the way we'll decide who plays who is we'll do 1v16, uh, 2v15, yep. 3v14, etc. So, you know. Based on the current standings. Yes, so that puts yes. the Storm up against the Bulldogs to begin with. Yes, it'll be tough a tough match. Good game. Obviously, Bulldogs faithful, big, big fan base but struggling whereas Storm obviously Melbourne's not a, as big a rugby league town but um, you know based on their success they have a lot of fans from everywhere Absolutely. Uh, from Queensland from Melbourne and even from Sydney so it'll be a good one um, yeah then, we've got yeah. Panthers versus the Broncos two teams on opposite trajectories in recent years yes but the Broncos um, that, they're a proud a proud match. club a proud club the Broncos with a lot of history 
So I'm sure they've still got a lot of fans, although they probably have lost a couple over the past couple of years. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Yeah. Rubbernose up against the Tigers. Yeah, Do you so reckon you can get the win there? Well, honestly, it's a tough game for for, for my boys um, just because the Rabbitohs have such a huge fan base. There's a random South Sky at sporting events all around the world. So they've got a huge, you know, South Sydney, you know. For They're a, an iconic club. An iconic club owned by the man Russell Crowe. Like, you know, they, they're global. He's got a lot of celebrities wearing the Rabbitohs hats and et cetera. So it's a, t- it's a tough one for us, but hopefully. Yeah, all those celebrities that are going to vote in our poll will <laughs> probably sway things. Yeah. Well, Chris Hemsworth is a big Rabbitohs man and I assume he's going to vote in our poll. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the got the Eels. Eels up against the Warriors. No, the Raiders. Up against the Raiders, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Well spotted. I can't believe the Raiders are that low, actually, come to think of it. Jesus. Yeah, they, they've 13. been struggling. They have slid um, hard. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe everyone can get around them and get, get the win over the Eels there. Yeah. Oh, come on, the Raiders. <laughs> I know we'll both... <laughs> both We've made it known we don't like the eels. Obviously, Man- Manly have a big rivalry with the eels, and actually, so do the Tigers. But uh, yeah, we we don't like them at all, really. No, and um, I hate them. I hate not friends. Vanquest. It's horrible. Okay, so <laughs> come on, come on, the eels, and no, come on, the Raiders in that one. Gosh, you're sorry, sorry. all over the place. Sorry, uh, and then Manly. That's all right. Manly taking on the Warriors. Yes, yeah. So one. tough game, I reckon, because yeah. the Warriors have become everybody's second favorite team. Yeah, throughout COVID, yeah, and they've Manly, sacrificed are, Manly a lot. are historically the most hated team. So yeah, but we're up for the fight. We're up for the fight. We'll we'll get the win here. Okay. I'm, I'm confident. Roosters play the Titans. That'll be a close one. Yeah, interesting. Both teams one. who struggle to draw a crowd. Um, at, at perhaps home social games. media is different. Yeah, who knows? I mean, obviously, the it is all about Instagram. This is all about the young kids. A lot of young That's fans. It who were only born when the Titans came into the competition. So who knows? Uh, That's it. Dragons. Cowboys. Like Cowboys. Cowboys Dragons? Yep. Yeah, there you go. Cowboys Dragons. Um, interesting one. I think Dragons would have lost a number of fans oh, if they get any votes at the Dragons week, recently. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, finally, Sharks and the Knights. Yes. Uh, interesting. That's an interesting one. one. I think Knights are often a lot of people's second team as well because they're just – Sort of Newcastle, they don't really have a local derby. They don't have like a big rivalry with any team. Um, and yeah, they, I think a lot of, no one really hates the Knights. Um, whereas, you know, people might hate the Sharks. Don't know why. I know Paul Gallant, when he was playing, was a very uh, a figure that people either got around or, or didn't like. And he probably still is. And a lot of Sharks players, yeah, still have that sort of mentality. So we'll see. We'll see if the passion yeah. outweighs the the second favorite team uh, theory. <laughs> so be, and obviously, be, so we'll do, yeah, we'll, every, yeah, sorry, you go. <laughs> obviously, um, everybody's going to be able to vote on each of the polls, not just for the team that they support. Yep. So you'll be able to vote on all your matchups and who you reckon your favorite team is between the two of them. Uh, get your mates around it. If you, if you see your team lagging behind in the poll, share it amongst your friends, get them voting to get your team over the line. Obviously this round of 16, it's all teams are involved, but we're going to end up crowning a champion of they talk a good game fan votes. Yeah. So so this week it'll just be the round of 16 and then, and then next week we'll be able to announce which eight teams have made the quarterfinals and et cetera. So it'll take, three or four weeks and we'll be crowning crowning the champion team. And I'm sure we'll be able to get the head coach uh, or team captain on air with us to, to, <laughs> to discuss what it means to them to be named that they talk a good that's game. That's right. That's right. Club champion. Um, it might be the only trophy that some of these teams get this year. You know, it's only a couple of them are really in, in contention for the premiership. Yeah. So if your team's lingering down the bottom, you might want to help them. Put something in the trophy cabinet this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck to all the teams. Coach Wars. Yes. The ever-recurring p- podcast segment where Lockie takes on Harvey, Harvey takes on Lockie, <laughs> both go away and pick teams based on a random, obscure category that we've only just thought of. Yeah. And we put it to you guys. We've got an interesting Who one this week. The better team. We've got an interesting we one. We do. It's goal kickers. Versus captains. Um, Interesting. Yes. You know? So that's any player who's taken a goal kick 
this year versus mm-hmm. all captains and co-captains if a club has has co-captains. So, yeah. Do you know which team you would like, Harvey? I, I do, although yeah. I think both teams will have their strengths yeah. and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, but I certainly have a – I'm leaning towards one of them. But I won't, yeah. I won't say who. I've got one I'll, I think I'll, I'm leaning towards as well. No, no, I won't say who either because we've got to play um, – we've got to play Name of Origin. The, name pod, of Origin. The That's the favorite. name of the game? That's the name of the game. So uh, <laughs> who the winner of Coach Wars last week uh, was actually myself uh, with my Channel 9 oh, commentators – getting the win over the Fox League commentators. I think my spine got me the win there. So yeah. having Joey Thurston, Billy Slater and Cameron Smith all in one team, it didn't matter that I had Aaron Molan on the wing. It didn't matter that I had James <laughs> Bracey in the second row because I had that spine. Yeah, it made a difference, didn't <laughs> made it? made a difference. Um, and you had Kevin so Walters, you, who is not only doesn't work in Fox not, League anymore, but is a club coach currently. That, <laughs> so, that was an oversight. I, I, I'll admit had, it. You and you even Maddie pulled Johns. me up on the halves. You could have yeah, had Matty Johns. In fact, you forgot about Cooper Cronk to start with. I had to remind I you. So it was really disastrous from the get-go for you. Hopefully it works out better this week. Hopefully you picked the correct team this week because I think that is your biggest weakness is picking the wrong it, team. Absolutely. I went for Fox League after getting the victory in name of origin yeah. and it didn't work out. So. All right, let's play the game. Uh, so I won, so I get to kick it off. Um. Let me think. Who am I going to go for? Who am I going to go for to start? Let's go with Damien Cook. Kaloa Matangi. Isaiah Yo. Oregon Kafusi. <laughs> He's got him. He's got him. Oh, Isaiah Yo, Oregon Kafusi, Wombo combo comes out again. It's probably happened. Oh, I should have said Isaac Liu. I should have said Isaac Liu. Oh my god. There you go. And that sets up another eye finish. So I'm gonna have to start writing down these eye players. Okay. Wow. You won, which wow. means once again, once again you get to pick the team, which you would think would be an advantage in this game, but based on the current scoreline, me, I'm up four one, so maybe not. I need the advantage. I need it. And so I'm who- gonna go for captains. <sighs> I want the captains. Yeah, I wanted captains as well. But I do I gotta say, actually I think I'll have more players to choose from because I'm picking out of anyone who's taken a goal kick this year. So, you know. Yeah, I just I wanna see your your forward pack. I think yeah, yeah. Takiyo that, is probably a, a shoe in there. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll pick my apart team. Apart from that, I I'll don't know. You will not. So, <laughs> uh, well, we'll wait and see. Um, right. we'll, we'll be back, be back with shortly. our captains and goal kicking teams. Okay. Coach Wars. Coach Wars. And we're back. There we go. Hello. And what seemed like no time at all for you guys was actually such a long time, painstaking. Um, just deciding, you know, over these teams. We we should have mentioned, we didn't really mention, there obviously can be crossover between goal kickers and captains. So we might find ourselves with some players who feature on both of our teams. That's um, true, of so course. Ha- yes, Harvey, your captain's team, it seemed like you struggled a little bit for wingers. Not often uh, captains, you know, find themselves captaining from the wing. No. Um, I definitely struggled with my Ford pack. Um, there aren't a lot of Fords <laughs> that, that take goal kicks in this day and age. Back in the day, you would have had Craig Fitzgibbon. Uh, uh, I don't know who else, but <laughs> Ethan Many Lowe others. used to be a bit of a goal kicker, but he's not really playing in the NRL anymore. Um, That's it. I think the only genuine Ford that I've got in my whole Ford pack is CSUA Takiaho, the first choice goal kicker for the Roosters. Other than that, it's just... It's players that I'm having to train new skill sets to be battering rams to play. <laughs> just tall backs is really what I'm going for. All right. Well, uh, let's kick it off. Let's, let's get started. Let's, yeah. Where, uh, where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin with the backs yeah. or do you want to get your forwards out of the way? Let's uh, let's just go through one to 13. I reckon I think it's the most clear way for the, for the listeners. Okay. Uh, who's your fullback? Uh, James Tedesco. Yeah, fine Having choice. taken over from Cordner and Friend it's a fine at the choice. Roosters. Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, he captains the Blues as well. So Yeah, nice. Right. He's a double captain. Thank you. <laughs> I have got Ryan Pappenhausen uh, at fullback. Oh, very good. He, yes. he is the first choice kicker still for the Storm. Obviously, he hasn't played for most of the year. It's been Hines and Munster kicking for them, but he's still he fits the criteria and he's the best fullback I've got. Pappenhausen. Excellent choice. Yeah, I, I certainly think that's a 
Strong choice from you. you. What about on your wings? Yeah, well, my wings, um, I'm pretty happy with these selections. We've got Valentine Holmes and Ruben Garrick. So happy with that. Yeah, pretty good. There Garrick, you. of course, 11 from 11 this weekend, proving his worth in that goal-kicking team. <laughs> yep, yep, as we've mentioned, <laughs> as you've mentioned. I've mentioned it a couple um, of times, I'm and I might mention it again. <laughs> Who are your wingers? Who are your captain wingers? Um, so I've got two fullbacks, one of which has spent a bit of time on the wing already this year, Roger Tovarsashek. Yep. Yes, please. Nice. And Clint Gutherson. Ah, He's yes. moving from yep. fullback to that wing spot. Nice. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in the centres after his Origin performances, <laughs> but on the wing, I reckon he can. He can do a job do for a job. us. Yeah. Nice. All right. Who are your centres? Centres. Uh, the ever reliable Jared Croker. Nice. Right, for the, the Raiders down there. Yep. And I've moved Wade Graham out from the second row into that centre spot. Oh wow. He can do it. No, no other centres. No other centres, really. Yeah, um, the outside backs so struggle a little bit for captains. A little bit, although I'll, I'll take Graham there. I'm, nice. I'm happy with that. Yeah, cool. What All about right. you? Well, this is where the crossover begins because I've also got the ever-reliable Jared Croker in my centres. Lovely. As a goal kicker. And um, partnering him in the centres is Zach Lomax, the Dragons goal kicker. Yeah, very good. Thank yeah, you. he is a good kicker. He is a good kicker. It's a good choice. Thank you very much. Out, out and out centre as well. Thank you very much. Who, who are your halves? Yeah. Uh, Daily Cherry Evans and Nathan Cleary. Yeah, nice. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy with that. <laughs> and and that, that's excluding players like Adam Reynolds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, luckily I did not exclude players like Adam Reynolds. He's he's in my goal kicking team as the five eight. He's shifted from the seven to make way for Nathan Cleary, who also is my halfback. Yeah, it makes sense. Reynolds and Cleary. Very I'm very also very happy with that. It'll probably be out of yeah, those two for my first choice goal kicker as well. So there you go in the goal kicking team. That's right. Um, right. Well, let's now finish off the about, spine. Oh yeah, finish off the spine. Well, this is where it starts to go south for me. There's actually not a lot of hookers who who kick anymore. There used to be Cameron Smith, who was a well-known hooker goal kicker. Um, <laughs> pretty well known. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty well known as a hooker and as a player and as a goal kicker. Um, but no, there's actually no first choice hookers. In the NRL anymore, uh, goal kickers. So I had the choice. I could have gone for a player like Adam Kieran, who's kicked a bit for the Roosters, played a bit of hooker for them. I've decided to not do that and pick a player who has never played hooker before to oh. to be my hooker because I think I can I can get something out of them. And that player is Kalen Ponga. Um, Interesting. I think he's got the speed and the footwork of of Cook. I think he can, you know, he can zip out a dummy half and his running game. Definitely a threat from dummy half, that's for sure. exactly. Some tired forwards around the middle. I reckon he can really come unstuck. The defense might be a bit of an issue, but I'm willing to sacrifice it for having him there. I appreciate the ingenuity. Very creative of you. Thank you. I've also not gone for a hooker or not from a, not a hooker at club level. Oh, Um, Ben Hunt. Yeah, right. He's captain of the Dragons. He's better than the Dragons hooker, as proven <laughs> by Paul Green's origin selection, dropping no, McCulloch yeah. and bringing in Hunt. No other hookers who are captains of their club? Oh, there, there were a couple. So Jaden Braley up at the Knights is a co-captain. Um, and Hodgson, down at the Raiders, was captain at the start of the year, but he's, he's given it up. So yeah. Ben Hunt comes in there. Yeah, right. Good choice. Okay, um, the f- this is, uh, I mean, it's already starting. My team's already starting to come a bit unstuck with the naming <laughs> of Ponger at nine. It's about to get a lot worse. Uh, you you want to go, you want to do your forward pack first or? Yeah, the, the, do you want just the front row? Yeah, let's go front, front row. Uh, um, so the other night's co-captain, Daniel Saifidi, he's in there. Nice. And uh, a Storm co-captain, Jesse Bromwich. True. My two front rowers. Yes, yeah, I thought. James Tarmow might be able to make his way into your team, but no, yeah, probably probably better choices around him. So yeah, choices there. Two two three years ago, he would have had the spot of Saifidi, but no, no. not not today, not now in no. the current era. Not anymore. You know, and he played twenty three minutes on the weekend for the Tigers. He's the captain, and he played twenty three minutes. Uh, Was he injured? No, no, he wasn't. We're just a bloody retirement home as a club, is what we are. So mm. yeah, pretty ridiculous. Okay, yeah, moving on. Shame. <laughs> my props, I'm pr- very proud of one of my props is Sia Sua Takiaho. 
Excellent. Yeah. Yep. He's going to uh, have to do a lot of legwork yeah, in, in that he is. middle. Because partnering him in the front row is the Gold Coast Titans 5'8", Ashley Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've looked at Ash recently. He's he's put on a put on a few pounds. He's looking a bit looking a bit chubby. I reckon <laughs> he can. Well, with his, his million dollar salary, he can yeah. probably afford a few donuts and Uber Eats orders. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going to bulk up in the off season because uh, he is my front rower. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, what does your back row look like, or, or your second row? Yeah, well, I've gone for two tall backs. I've got Adam Dewey. Who, okay, yep, I can see that. He stands at six foot three or so, so I think he, he's a, he could be a second rower, a bit of a ball playing second rower, and another yeah, ball playing second center. rower. You know, he's this player. He's played fullback. He's played center. Just shift him in one more position, and he's a second rower. It's Latrell Mitchell. Who, uh, oh, excellent. Oh, that fend further uh, in the middle yeah, of the park that, oh, could be he dangerous. could be lethal, honestly. I think he could be lethal in the second Get an row. offload in there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, those are two pretty versatile goal kickers that you've Thank managed you. to squeeze into that second yeah, row. Yeah. Um, they're going <laughs> to run up against Kevin Proctor Ooh. and Isaiah Yo. Yeah, right. Both in that in second row spot. Yeah, um, right. Tough. Pretty, pretty happy with that. Yeah. In all honesty, but I think you've probably got the size on them, which is hard to, got hard the to height. say. Got the height, but the uh, height, yeah. yeah. I don't know about the size, but, but I'll, you know, maybe the speed will help. Maybe my the, the sheer pace will be able to get around them. So that's it. That's that it. works. Um, who is locking the scrum for you? Who's your link up? Your link up player? Uh, that will be Dale Fanukin. Yeah, co-captain at the Storm. Yeah, it's nice. a very very strong partnership with Bromwich there leading those boys around. Nice. Who is your lock? My lock is Cameron Munster. <laughs> um, All right, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of an old-school throwback to having those 5'8 type players That's right. move into that lock role. I think Munster could certainly link up the play. I thought about having Munster as my six, but I decided to go with Adam Reynolds in, in that jersey and, and have Munster at 13 just sort of, you know, we've already decided that size is not what's important in this team, so why does it just have a playmaker everywhere? That's what we're going to do. That's it. You know, a link-up man in between all the other link-up men. That's, so, that's exactly that's great. right. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> well, now we also have to pick a coach. So of course. We, I had to pick an NRL coach who was a goal kicker when they were a player, and you had to pick a coach who was a captain when they were a player. Mm. Uh, I've gone for Ivan Cleary. Um, he was, yeah, a great goal kicker for the Roosters and the Warriors. and obviously Strong kicker, strong, strong kicker. coach. Yep, happy. Very good. I've gone uh, with Brad Fittler, you know. Nice. He captain of the Roosters yeah, for right, so a number of years. Allowing the State and of Origin captains to be part of it. Very we good. are absolutely allowing the State of Origin captains to be coaches to be part of it. There you and, go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with my team. Um, I'm really hoping that the fans agree with me and yep, you give need, me that you need edge. This one. You need this one to claw your way back in the overall Coach Wars ladder. I do, I do. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the fans have to say, but yeah, let's tighten it up. Tighten Give us the up. win. Get on that. Get on that Insta poll, people. Go, go, go. Well, that's the episode. That's the podcast for this uh, lovely Tuesday. Um, hope you're having a lovely one out there. Hope you enjoyed that listening. Um, yeah, um, go follow us on Instagram at They Talk a Good Game. Uh, make sure you leave us a five star review on either Spotify or Apple or whatever other podcast platform you're listening on. It really genuinely does help in the whole algorithm thing and helps us get, you know, listens from people and new new followers and new people. Uh, and make sure you recommend us to all your mates. Um, That's it. Share the love. Share the love. You know, there's going to be those polls going up about our favorite team amongst our fans. So if you want your team to be fighting it out in the finals in a couple of weeks from now, make sure you tell all your mates at the footy to get around it, get their votes in, even if it's just the vote for the other team, for the team that you hate. So anybody who's wanting to... I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, a long record. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.